What's up, what's up, what's up? This is your boy Tony in the house for another episode of Let Me Say This. Um, first of all, I want to thank all y'all for listening to this podcast. Um, I do it just because I like doing it, and sometimes y'all like hearing what I got to say. So today, I have a special guest in the house. Well, not really in the house. He's actually talking to me via phone, because uh, I can do that now. And uh, his name is Bobby Matthews. He's a fairly good friend of mine. A friend I want to get to know a little bit better. Maybe after we do this podcast, we can actually make time for drinks, but we all have families and busy and just the bullshit of this country to deal with right now. So, Bobby, you there? I am here. I am uh, Bobby, Bobby Matthews. I am a writer and a former journalist. I am based in Birmingham, actually suburban Birmingham, Hoover. Yeah, we'll call that Birmingham. So, and I, keep, I, I, I mean, it almost qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I keep waiting for you to invite me to the barbecue. Hey, you know you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, uh, unlimited access to the picnic, the whole nine yards. <laughs> you know, so just for y'all who don't know, Bobby and I, um, we actually members of the same church, uh, and he is my go-to white person when I got white nonsense going on <laughs> on, my, on my Facebook page. Because, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, people suffering from white fragility, which we may talk about to some other point. But Bobby is my friend who would get them motherfuckers straight. So, you know, thank you for always coming to my rescue. <laughs> <laughs> you are very welcome. Uh, as long as we're talking about white fragility, let's, let's talk not? about the fact that uh, that I can't vote for Kamala Harris in the Democratic primary because white people did not uh, fund her. Well, black people weren't feeling Kamala either, so that's that's actually like so. This is actually a good segue. So let me let me tell you this. So, I um I have um I have um this thought process. Uh, and honestly, like literally, I will vote for anyone except for, and I might have to do it and just hold my breath. But that Tulsi Gabbard, like that bitch right there, like I she is the devil's minion as far as I'm concerned. I have a lot of issues. The old, the old oh my god. Go ahead. No, I go have ahead. I have a lot of issues with her, a lot of her stances. So I don't, you know, I'm not rocking with her. But it, I, honestly, if she gets the nomination, I'm gonna have to vote for her because anything is better than what we got now. But I have a friend. So let me also tell y'all this. So Bobby's straight, and I'm gay. So I actually live in a couple of minority situations. What's interesting is my white gay friends really act like they're. Not their, their conservative straight counterparts because they don't act like Bobby. <laughs> they act like forty fives fools. So one of my friends a couple of months ago, back when everybody was just getting into the race, he um, made this comment. He goes, "You know what? We could get Pete Buttigieg for the nominee, and then he could get Kamala Harris uh, as the vice president, and then you know he would get the 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 white vote and the gay vote, and then she would get the black vote." And I was like, "Bruh." Like black people ain't voting for Kamala Harris. Like I'm be me personally, and this sounds mm-hmm. so terrible. But the two people that were near the bottom of my list were Kamala and Corey. Like I didn't feel I wasn't feeling either one of them. And see, Corey wasn't on my Corey wasn't on my list either. I mean, I like him, but I like him in the Senate. 
he's exactly. a fucking whiner. Like he whine, yeah, he yeah, he's a great senator. And and honestly, looking at the uh, looking at the dais for like everybody who was in it when we had like the twelve people, like in there we saw the president and like his entire cabinet. Like Kamala Harris for me is perfect attorney general material. You mm-hmm. know. I honestly I honestly think that she's actually a great vice president pick if if Biden wins the nomination. Uh, I think that she'll end up being his vice presidential pick. Yeah, yeah, but the irony of that is Biden is the one who's going to carry the black vote. Black people were not feeling Kamala or, or, or. That is that is strange to me. You know, I saw, and I cannot think of where I saw this earlier, but I saw some polling that said that uh, Bernie was carrying uh, young voters like eighteen to twenty-four across race. Across race, yes. That. That, that Biden was pulling the uh, older African-American voters. So, and so that, to me, this is weird, you know? So, that, that so which, one, which one shows up more? So the people who are going to show up at the polls, I mean, is, if history repeats itself, it's going to be the old folks because they're going to vote. You know, mm-hmm. the young people may come out. But so, so here's this thing that people don't understand when it comes to – being a being a minority and especially how being a minority is juxtaposed to white privilege. So like when mm-hmm. black people we we typically don't get the opportunity to vote for someone who looks like us or someone that we really identify with. You know, since we've been able mm-hmm. to vote and even the ways that we've been like tricked out of voting is that we always have to vote for the lesser of the evils. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. the lesser of the evil is a great candidate, sometimes it's not. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, even when President Obama uh, was running, you know, not only did he look like us, but he was a damn good candidate. And we don't really get mm-hmm. that. So, like, when you look at Kamala Harris, when you look at Cory Booker, they look like us, but they don't really mm-hmm. identify or ring our bells. Kamala's biggest problem mm-hmm. was being a prosecutor um, mm-hmm. and just doing her job. And I don't, you know, I'm. I, I'm pseudo pro law enforcement because I don't think all of them are fucked up, and God knows we need them. But I think she kind of just got lumped into, you know, you're doing your job, you're enforcing these laws that we don't really like, and so we're gonna right. ding you for that. You know, when you think about the way that most of our yeah. laws are set up, they're set up to disproportionately affect minorities. So, you know, she was just doing mm-hmm. her job. So I'm kind of like you. I, I would vote for her. She wasn't at the top of my list, but I didn't hate her. Mm-hmm. I see. I think you're on to something there. But here's here's the hard part of that is if you are the attorney general for a state, you you got to do your job. Right. You there are things there are things that she maybe didn't have to do that she might have been overzealous in doing. But I mean, to to hold that against her, that's hard, man. I mean, I, I get it, but it's hard. Well, you the, know the thing, and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at CNN right now. And I see four white people, and I don't want to vote for you, any one of them. Well, I, I, on, on, just <laughs> honestly, I don't. Uh, me personally, as as the liberal honky, all right, I don't. <laughs> and and Tony, if you if you will allow me, I'm sorry. Normally, uh, I will tell the listeners that I usually refer to myself as a honky motherfucker when uh, <laughs> okay, that's okay. Tony. <laughs> okay, good. So. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, you just have to go back and bleep me. <laughs> no, we don't bleep. We cuss all the fucking time. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, and, I, and I say this being a reformed conservative, too, so y'all have to excuse me. But 
but like I didn't I didn't vote for uh, I didn't vote for Obama the first time around. I, I held my nose and voted for John McCain. Who wasn't an awful candidate. Let me say that. So he not, he's not an he's awful not candidate. An awful can- right. But I mean here here's the other thing. When twenty twelve rolled around, I absolutely cast my vote for Obama. Because he was then by that time experienced, knew what he was doing, was in the middle of doing some other things. Right. And had actually, you know, you know, led the country with some respectability, which is just a nice change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no lying, all that. <laughs> right. Truth. No, no, you know, no fucking porn stars. No, right. you know, no, no going well. Let's start us another war. He right. didn't get us out of the one that we were in, but at least he didn't start any others. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So, 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 you know, again, I would love to vote. So here's the problem. We actually had three black people who ran. You had Deval Patrick, mm-hmm. you had Cory Booker, and you had Kamala Harris. I don't think either mm-hmm. one of those had really, like, got into the zeitgeist of the African-American community. Like, when we think about mm-hmm. people that we would want to vote for, it's like Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams and um, old boy from uh, Gillum from, from Florida. Like, had, yeah, either, had either one of them ran, then we'd be looking at a different stage. Like, we would be looking at a totally different stage. But the other thing, I, that, go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. But look at look at this. You have uh, Mayor Pete. I ain't even going to attempt the last name. So, <laughs> but joke. I'm too straight. I'm too I'm too straight to say that last name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you killing me? <laughs> no. Here's the thing. Buddha Judge never has never held a statewide office. Bruh. Has never run for statewide office. The fact that you are fucking mayor of goddamn nowhere indiana right with a race problem with a fucking race problem on top of that exactly with a with a race problem on top of that and people are going to vote for him but they won't get a chance to vote for somebody like stacy abrams who's just a freaking phenomenal candidate andrew gillum who by all rights should be uh, you know if people in florida Florida, had any common sense would be governor of florida right now I mean, and and we, you know, north uh, northwest Florida might as well be Alabama South. Right, right. So right, right. right. You know, I mean, but but look at this. He, he was never going to win the pandemic. But but look but but look at this. You know, Stacy and Andrew both decided not to run, which I think it was a, it was a mistake. But they got other things that they want to try to do. Like Stacy's really working hard to fix the fucking voting in in Georgia. So I have to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm not sure what Andrew is doing right now, but, you know, after those hard-fought races, they needed to cool their heels, which I'm cool with. But I'm pretty sure they're going to come mm-hmm. back up, if not come back up doing this uh, doing this cycle, but definitely doing uh, 2024. So, so, so mm-hmm. yeah, so I would, look, I would love to have had some really good quality candidates. Not that Kamala and Corey were not quality. They just did not resonate with us the way that Stacey mm-hmm. and Andrew did. So 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 th- so th- that was the issue. Let's let's talk about Pete Buttigieg for a second. I don't know if you ever listened to any of my podcast, but I, I think my, my third episode was like the problem with Mayor Pete. 
And Mayor Pete presents mm-hmm. a lot of problems. But when you think about it, like even so, you were watching CNN. I was watching MSNBC, and Katie Tour was uh, looking at the viability of the big room that they had with all the the caucus people in, right? So like the mm-hmm. people who were viable were like Biden, Warren, uh, Buttigieg, um, and and Sanders, right? Sanders. Oh, and was it somebody else? No, Amy. No. Yeah, Amy was viable too. So they were looking at okay. they were looking at um at P, at uh, Andrew Yang's uh, caucuses, right? And they mm-hmm. were overwhelmingly going to Pete Buttigieg. Which I mean, when you think about the mm-hmm. similarities between the 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 candidates, that makes sense. But you would think that I would think that the women would like go to Elizabeth Warren or go to uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar. But then mm-hmm. I was also thinking that the men, the older white men, because I was white as fuck. I mean, it's whiter than, than, than last Christmas. And yes. even those white men were like, well, we're going to go to Buddha Judge too. And I was like, you know what? That's amazing how fucking white supremacy even trumps gayness. Like, and, and that's what Pete Buttigieg is getting off on. Because I'm telling you, all of my white gay friends who vote, who want to vote for him, they're only voting mm-hmm. for him because he's white and gay. That's the only thing that he has going for him. And I totally agree with you. I'm so glad that you said this. But he hasn't even won a statewide race in his fucking state. Why the hell do we think he can be viable as a president? It just doesn't make any sense. I had, had, when when Obama first ran, okay, my my chief objection to him was that he's in the middle of one term as as a senator. He Mm -hmm. is a first-term senator, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, okay, in my opinion, is a valid criticism. It doesn't necessarily disqualify him for running, right? Right. But it would it would take a lot, especially at that point where I am kind of like on the fence between changing from being a, a conservative asshole to a, you know a liberal asshole. I, <laughs> I you know, it, it, would, it would take a lot for me to vote for a guy who had not had that level of experience, right, right in, the, in, the, in the kind of orbit of the White House. Donald Trump wins. And there's no way, number one, that I would ever vote for that fucking useless douchebag. <laughs> but, and listen, don't let, me, don't, don't let me get started. I will tell you what I think of him. But I, I We might do that, that in section three. <laughs> we can talk about the impeachment <laughs> bullshit in the section three. But, uh, like, I there's no way I would vote for a guy who doesn't have any fucking political experience whatsoever. And Pete Buttigieg has next to none. none. Right. You 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 a mayor, you're mayor of a small ass peanut ass town is in Indiana. Like who the mm-hmm. fuck? But but you know the other thing. So I'm gonna be honest. I might get my car suspended for a minute. But like literally. <laughs> Literally, when uh, when when Obama uh, first put, threw his hand in the ring, my my this is literally my 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 expression. Who the fuck is this, and why is he fucking with Hillary? Because <laughs> I was on the Hill Dog train. Like when he came up, I uh-huh. didn't know who he was. I'm not a fucking uh, Illinois or whatever they fuck they call themselves. I didn't know who the shit he right. was. I really wasn't even following politics to the degree that I follow politics now. So when he just came up right. out of nowhere. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And wait a minute, do you not realize we live in racist ass fucking America? <laughs> like, your black ass is not going to be president of this motherfucker. 
and then he got there and he just he he just glowed and I mean and honestly I was like hmm okay this this requires some retooling I really need to think about this and he won me over right. Cory Booker he didn't do that for me Kamala Harris didn't mm-hmm. do that for me you know and and you know and God think, bless him huh yeah I think I think there's a, a point maybe in the future where they can do that but right. you also have have to look at Obama really was a, a number one, a great speaker. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, he was, he was an, an orator, you know, yes. you, for, you forget exactly how good he was when you hear, you know, I mean, he's sand, number one, he looks even better than he was because he's sandwiched between <laughs> George W. Bush, right. you know, who, you know, could suck up a wet dream, but right. then you know, also, you have Trump who can't read nor speak. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yeah. But, so he looks better, even better in comparison. But a great orator, and he was able to, a guy like that, when he talks to you, he can make you want to believe what he says. He can make you want to be better than you are. You know what I mean? And (laughs) when he won. I'm about to get choked up. Seriously. Because I'm just, I'm just reminiscing (laughs) on that time. And it it was, it was, it was special. I mean, it was really special. But it was, I mean, it's, it's, it really was incredible. And here's the other thing. And I I say this, you know me well enough to know that I am cynical as, as as hell, right? As me. (laughs) (laughs) But I immediately thought, well, shit, somebody, when, you know, when's somebody going to take a shot at him? <laughs> I'm like, I, I cannot believe, like, I, sorry, I, I, I legit, that was, that was legit what I thought was like, some dumb racist white motherfucker is going to try to shoot this. Oh, man. you said about Obama. I thought you said my 45 Willie that in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, my God. Not. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, and then you heard about the lapses in the security. you like, this is not good. <laughs> No, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely y'all, right. Y'all ain't helping, right? You, you know, even fucking Reagan, who was one of the more popular. And I'm not saying he was a good president, okay? One of the more popular presidents, not not necessarily good, right? But even Reagan got shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. <laughs> you know, uh, and I think it was who was it? Was it who was president in 2000? It was Bush. So, so Bush actually broke the record of presidents being shot who were elected in years ending in zero. <laughs> right, and, and his son got a his son got a uh, a uh, shoe thrown at him. Right, I mean, well, yeah, you're, he, you're talking about the W. No, so, I'm talking about W. W. was elected in 2000, so he's the first president who was yeah. elected in a year ending in zero that wasn't shot or killed or died in office. Yeah. And he That's did get crazy. a shoe thrown on that shoe. I, I still love that shoe video. Cause W was like, oh shit, a shoe coming. Let me do. Boop. <laughs> I, I mean, look, for an old man, he had the reflexes. Hey, you know, for an old drunk, he was even better. So you know, it is what I it know, is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> look, if it, here's the thing, if it, it would have been played, replayed even more if that shoe had actually hit him. Baby, if that shoe had hit him, <laughs> I probably would have just quit life. Cause this shit would have been I know, right? Hell. You have somebody who is kind of like reframing the United States on a on a global scale in a good way in Obama. Yeah, yeah. And you have a chance, you have a chance to follow it up 
with the most qualified candidate, the, the legit most qualified candidate in history. I mean, you're going to pick Donald fucking Trump. Yeah. There's, there's a reason behind that, though. There's oh, yeah, I know. That. It has to do with hoods and KK. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> look, uh, we got to go on our break, and then we'll come back. So, look, so we're going to go on the break. And when, and then let, let's let's like dissect, you know the 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 white lash to to Obama because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things in there that bothers me. Like I was just listening to the news when the people were talking about people who voted for Obama in twelve voted for Trump in sixteen, and I'm trying to figure out how the fuck do you make that jump. So so we're gonna go on break, and then okay. we will be back. I got a great answer for you. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livewell PrEP Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Livewell PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcpm.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. So, <laughs> we are back. Uh, thank y'all for listening to St. Crap Different Day. Uh, Bobby, this is a great conversation. You're gonna have to do this again. Like this is this is fun already. Good. So look, so, right, so we, we go. go ahead. No, you go ahead. So we no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. So no, so so we were talking about the uh about kind of dissecting the jump people made from um from Obama to Trump. And you said that you had an answer. I would love to hear what that is. Well, it boils down to stupidity. Okay, well, I didn't think it was going to be that simple, but okay, I can write <laughs> No, I mean, no, here, here's the thing. Trump appeals, uh, and, and this is, you know, if you're on social media, you have probably seen that, but he's, you know, he's a weak man's idea of a strong man. Mm. He, mm. He, is a, he is a dumb man's idea of a smart man. He is a poor man's idea of a rich man. You know what I mean? He, for some reason, projects success mostly to white people. And he has been planting seeds for doing this bullshit. For years. For, for years. And I don't think, I still, there's a part of me that believes that he did not expect to win. Oh, damn. And that he was being oh. Dead ass, man. Dead ass. He did not expect to win. I think he was going to start Trump TV. I think there's there's a uh, there's evidence that he was planning on putting together like a uh, uh, a, a conservative box. news outlet that would be, you know. So 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 let's so let's so let's, let's talk about that for a second. I don't if yeah. you if you I don't know if you watched because I I actually went to bed in tears that night like praying to God that things would be different when I woke up. But of course, it wasn't. But if you look at him giving those speeches, like the night of, it was obvious. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was obvious that he was like, "What the mm -hmm. fuck has happened?" Like, I can't believe this bullshit worked. Y'all dumb enough to fucking elect me? You know, that's the look that he had on his face when he was giving that speech. And I'm like, this motherfucker didn't think he was gonna win. Right? The the fucking carnival barker. The guy who guesses your weight at the carnival Boy, you came rough. to town, made a speech, and you fuckers elected him president. <laughs> you rough, bro. You know that's you rough. That's, that's what happened. 
I mean, look. Bobby, you are you know savage. You are, you are savage. You know, yeah, I you know that motherfucker's got some fr- you know that motherfucker's got some fucked up teeth behind them veneers. He is nothing but a carnival barker. He ain't nothing but the guy that goes, hey, let me make sure this, this thing's sealed on here real good. Hey, you gonna take a shot at the ring toss? I got some That's snake what oil. Trump- God almighty. And here's the thing. A rich man will always, and, and this, in my opinion, I, and I can say this safely because I'm a white guy. Go ahead. And you may disagree with me. That's because right. I'm a Let's white see. guy. <laughs> but but here's the thing. A rich man can make the emotional appeal to we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. If you do what I did, you can become successful. You can be rich. You can be powerful. And yeah, motherfucker, if you con all those goddamn people and, and right, you can do steal, you cheat, you can do it too. Hands, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's like I think that really appeals to, especially people like me. I grew up in a in a very poor area. I, I tell people that we were we were we would have been dirt poor, but we couldn't afford to have the dirt trucked in. <laughs> what were you from? You know, <laughs> I am. I was I was born in Georgia, but I got to Alabama as soon as I could. Uh, I grew up in Enterprise, Alabama. My friend Rashad is from Enterprise. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, he escaped. This is the only true. This is a true story. This is the only town in the world with a monument to a bug. Yep, the bull weevil. The bull, the bull weevil monument. Yep, right, right there downtown. Right there. Lord of Mighty. Anyway, that says enough about Enterprise. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, but and and I go back there all the time, and it's you know it's Trump land, yeah, right? Yeah, deep. Just like it is a microcosm of Alabama, you can find the occasional liberal person in Enterprise, right? But they're quiet. They're quiet about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they don't want their house to so, get burned down. Exactly. <laughs> you go down there. You go down there, and, and uh, you know, I got a bumper sticker on one of my cars that says, "Immigrants and refugees are welcome here." You probably got pulled over by the police. And I didn't get pulled over by the police, but I caught a dude trying to trying to uh, key the car. Really? Uh huh. Man, white folks a mess. But <laughs> oh, I didn't say he was white. I mean, he was white. But why did you assume? <laughs> I just kind of assumed. <laughs> but I mean, look, we are. But look, we're so, so afraid. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's um, and that's and that's that's because that's because of a lot of so, so like. There are a couple things. So, have you listened to uh, "Seen on Radio" by J- uh, John Buin? I have not. So, he's got this whole series. Like the first series, he was talking about racism in sports. Then the second series is called mm-hmm. "Seeing White," and then the third one was called "Men" because he actually made a jump from misogyny to um, how it has its roots in white supremacy. I just made a post about that on Facebook. But the other thing that mm-hmm. was very interesting. So, right now. He's doing something on democracy, and he's talking about, you know, how even back during the formation of this country, democracy was a goal. It was never what we were supposed to have. Like, the goal was to eventually get there, but there were all these safeguards to to prevent it. When you think about democracy in in its purest form, 
you know, it's government for the people, by the people, which is represented by the House of Representatives. But then we look at the Senate, which gives California the same amount of representation as Utah, then that's not mm-hmm. democracy. You know, that's not democracy whatsoever. So, th- so he talked about that. But he also said this. He said that rich people, rich white people, have been making poor white people think that they're on their side since the beginning of this country when they really view them the same way they look at the minorities. But they give them that just enough. 100%. They give them just enough to come over to their side and vote against their best interests. So, like, when you were talking about, mm-hmm. we, we were talking about something earlier, and one of the things that um, that Dave, um, our pastor, has <laughs> said in one of our podcasts is the fact that when 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 minorities fail, it's because we're lazy or we're ignorant or we're uneducated. But when white people fail, mm-hmm. it's somebody else's fault, normally the minorities. like, And you can look at this like at the end of slavery, you know, the rich slave owners made the poor white people think that those black people could come and get your jobs, you know. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing we hear with the with the uh, with the Central American immigrants, the whole nine yards. It's like some somebody has taken something from you that you deserved, even though you genocided a whole fucking you know continent of people and didn't deserve any of this stuff. But it's somebody right. else's fault that you are not successful. But when we're not successful, right. it's because yeah, they're just some lazy, lazy folks. So that resonates with me, and I will tell you one of the reasons, you know, talking about where I grew up, uh, I grew up in a very racist home, and I knew from uh, the beginning that it was very racist. But the, the fact is that my grandfather was a sharecropper, mm-hmm. right? And my dad went into the military uh, – my mom was like a, a typist <clears throat> at a, in a civil service job, and that was success for them, right? Right. But we moved into an all-black neighborhood except for me. I'm a little white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling somebody this earlier today, a couple of things that I'll get to. I got my ass beat a lot as a small kid because we were the white people in the neighborhood. I did not understand as a small kid why there was so much much black rage at me from other kids my my age or just a little bit older, right? Right. Uh, but the fact is, when when you think about it, they have grown up in their homes experiencing the racism and the violence and the economic just the the economic rape of themselves and their culture. You know what I mean? Right. 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 So when you see a white guy who's, you know, hey, you don't belong here. I, as an adult, I get that rage now. I still don't like the fact that I got my ass beat a lot, but I can, Try I can empathize gay. a little bit. Because <laughs> right? I got my ass beat too. <laughs> my black kids. But you know what I'm saying? You know exactly what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. But we had, we had that that hubris, if you will, all of the hubris that a poor white Southerner can have which is, well, at least we're not black. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, that that is the deal. Yeah. That is the mindset that of a mindset. lot of poor white Southerners. At least we are not black. And a rich guy, you get shit if you are white or black. He's not on your side. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's just not. He's on his side. 
But it, it's, Man, I sound bitter. <laughs> no, you sound you sound you sound informed and enlightened. And you know, there are. I remember back when those um, photos of uh, Governor Northrop Northam came up with him in blackface, and people were just yeah. so outraged by it. I wasn't that outraged by it because at the time that those pictures were taken, it you would be hard mm-hmm. pressed to find a, a white college kid who didn't put blackface on in the eighties, and not excusing it because it was fucked up then, mm-hmm. like it's fucked up now, but that was just part mm-hmm. of the culture. And the thing that I kept trying to tell people about Northam was. He changed, you know, and I and I mm-hmm. and I, fir- I firmly believe in the the ability and the propensity for people to change. I love talking to mm-hmm. people like you who say, you know, I grew up in a racist home. You know, I did this, that, and the third, but I've seen that that's not right, and I see the error of my ways. You have to give credence mm-hmm. to people who do things like that, you know, and and mm-hmm. I, and I think that's one of the problems I had with Mayor Pete because <laughs> this motherfucker still mm-hmm. ain't. Address this fucking race problem that he got himself being, and you are vying for national office. You have to. You have to. You absolutely because have to. Here, here's the thing. Like for me, as, as a white guy, and I, I get the appeal of of Mayor Pete. Okay, I, he I is, and, and I get. Oh, I do. He's he's a good looking guy. He's in shape. He's pleasant. He's reasonable or reasonable sounding to white people. You know, yeah. they, we have to get, you know, we have to give people a little bit more to settle them down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, have to, we, have to, we have to settle everything down here and maybe we can get back to the status quo and it'll be a little bit better for everybody. Maybe that's how I feel like that's how Pete comes off to me. I can, right? I, 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 I can, I can ride with that. And and that's that's not my like that might not even be accurate. As, as, no, no, as I think no, said. no, no, no. I think it's I think it's really really accurate. And also, if you if you if you factor in the 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 straight guilt that white people have, like you know, we talk about white guilt sometimes when, as it pertains to race. Mm-hmm. But then I think also when you look at these people who are now pro- progressives and, and liberal, there is a lot of. Yeah. Of straight guilt as well, you know. We have we have subjected these people for the last twenty years, and they need reparations. And that's what Pete represents right. to me. Because as much as we want to make sure that the LGBTQ community gets represented, we still shit on black people on a daily basis. And I think that's right. my problem with Pete is the fact that you won't yeah, even address I, I, these issues. And it's it's also the the thing is for Pete, it's the cosmetic race. If Pete was a bear. Mm. The people out there in a leather collar and a and a uh, rubber g string and with, you know had a hairy back <laughs> and pierced, and pierced nipples and, shit and, and his and his and his lover was was pulling him around by a chain. He would not be uh, he would not be. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, the only person yeah. who could get away with that is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> right. For him anyway, they'd be like, "Well, you know, I get a little pinky myself sometimes." Right, 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 right. I got a little peed on once or twice, you know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we do it sideways. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but you're you're, you're 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 right. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's the and all all of them, with the exception of Bernie, and Bernie has uh, it will it will be if Bernie wins the nomination, it will be very hard for me to hold my nose. And vote for him. 
Okay, white man. Yeah. What's your issue with Bernie? Okay, well, here's the thing, and I and I I voted for Bernie in full confession. I voted for Bernie in the uh, primary. Okay. In the last presidential election, okay. right? Right. Since since then, since then, I have become more educated about Bernie. Bernie is uh, a zealot. Bernie thinks he is the movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bernie is also, if you look at it, and this is incredibly factual, you can go look it up if you want to. But folks, I'm going to tell you the truth about Bernie Sanders is that Bernie Sanders has not done shit in the United States Senate. The only bills that he has been able to introduce and pass have been renaming the post office. He is he is the I ain't look I ain't shitting you. As you would say, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm with Bernie, you when you're right, bro. I'm with you when you're right. Bernie cannot cannot get along with enough people to. I mean, here's the thing: politics is, unfortunately, is compromise, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to will be able and willing to work with other people who do not see eye to eye with you in order to get stuff done. That's one of the reasons that impeachment is such bullshit. And I know we're going to get to that at, at some point. Yeah, but, that's, that's third second. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Bernie can't work with other people. Bernie can only work with people who, quote unquote, feel the burn. Is and that... I personally don't want to get the penicillin shot. That <laughs> right. The, feel the burn, take the pill, get the shot. But, exactly. But look, okay, okay, so look, look, look. So, so, and, 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 and I, and I have to say, I want her to go sit her old ass down somewhere right now, but back to my girl, Hillary, Hillary said that she just, she, you quoted what she said, like people don't like him and, you know, and the bros got mad. Um, Rashida Tlaib, who I also want to go somewhere and sit the fuck down. Uh, she was like, well, I'm going to boo her for that. She, the bitch telling the truth. Hillary Clinton told us that Donald Trump was a was a uh, a, a Russian plant. He, she told us this, right. and she told us this. She, she called, told us Tulsi was right, right. She she told us this, and again, I want her to go somewhere, sit down, and like take care of her grandkids. What the fuck, she all white ladies do, but the bitch ain't lying. Mm-hmm. Like she ain't told no lie on nobody yet, and you just verified the lie, the the, the thing that she said about Bernie. Hillary ain't lying on nobody. Uh- and well, here's the thing, and I think that in some ways, and, and I got in trouble for talking about this uh, on Twitter as some of the Bernie bots came oh, after me. Child, them, them I mean, girls. Bernie Bros. Yes. So, but those children do not know. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. All right. When Hillary, and people have to understand this, Hillary Clinton is a political animal. Mm-hmm. When she talks about everybody, she is talking about. Everybody that sees Bernie Sanders every day. Yeah. Everybody who works for Bernie Sanders. Everybody right. who has to be around him. Who has to hear him be uh, a prick. You know? I mean, he is not the most uh, unpopular senator in the U.S. Senate. Uh, that would be Ted Cruz. But Bernie's, you know, n- nobody likes him. If they did, they would work with him on some of his legislation. Right. 
Yeah, and that and that, you know? but that's that, but that's the so 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 let's 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 finish fleshing out Bernie, and then we'll you know sure. duck out into our other thing. So the, here's the problem I have with Bernie, and the other thing that I and I don't want to talk about these millennials because they will get in your shit. But <laughs> I say this all the time about new social workers. Like, if you're a social worker and you have a, a client with a problem, if you never experienced those problems, it's kind of hard for you to relate. So if you work for an agency or something that helps with rental assistance or utilities and someone comes to you and their lights are got, about to be turned off, if you're living at home with your mama, you don't understand and you can't sympathize or empathize with that person. So they become, like, not a priority to you. <clears throat> and I'm using this mm -hmm. example because when you look at all of the shit that Bernie has proposed, and it's shit. Like, it is a steaming pile of shit. Now, I will say this. Mm -hmm. If it were to happen, it would be great because I need my student loans gone so I can go back and start over and do the career that mm -hmm. I get the degrees that I really want to need. But him talking right. about canceling student debt, that shit will never happen. Like, it will, it absolutely will never happen. But when you when you you have lived your life where everybody gets a fucking ribbon just for participating, mm -hmm. everybody's a winner. No, everybody's not a winner. There are winners and there are losers. And these young people need mm -hmm. to fucking understand that. But for Bernie, all his plans sound good on the surface. Like, and I'll be the first to tell you, I think universal health care is a great thing. But guess what? I don't want to wake up tomorrow and I, my and I got to go with what y'all say going to work and it hasn't been tested. You know, I may see y'all do universal health care and then keep my private insurance. And then once I realize that this shit is really working, then I'll go over. But people don't like change and people don't like rapid change. And that's the thing that I wish these young people and these fucking progressives would understand. People do not like rapid change. They absolutely do not. And you will turn more people away trying to make them do a 90-degree curve than you trying to do some type of obtuse angle. But And, and, and that's the mm -hmm. issue that I have with Bernie and his supporters. These are great ideas. They're never going to fucking happen. And even if he did get in the office... They are. Hmm? They are 100% fantastic ideas. Fan oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Here's the thing. This is something that you should notice. And this is... Uh, and we hadn't talked about it, but I... I like Elizabeth Warren. I don't know that I like her enough to vote for her, but I like her because she's she's like the smart girl in the class. Bernie is the guy who goes up there and, and bullshits and like yeah, and farts. Support, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I I read this book and it was about a whale and it was you know it's called Moby Dick. And, right. Uh, and Elizabeth Warren is the one who shows up with the. Well, I read this, and I then I went and I researched this, and this book of criticism says this, and here is blah, 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 blah. Let's lay this out. Let's lay this out. Let's lay this out. Let's put in, you know, work actually has a plan to say, hey, this is my idea. This is how I feel like we could get there. Right. And that that's actually how you get shit done in politics. Right. You say, this is my plan. This is my, you know. Okay, now let's quibble about the small. You know, we all know this is where we want to get to. Right. That's how they got now the. That's how they got the ACA pass. Yeah. So, and I mean, Bernie is just oh yeah, universal health care. Uh, it needs to be done. Um, that's my that's my terrible Bernie impression. Um, <laughs> what is this velvet? <laughs> <laughs> what is this jello? I don't like lime. 
I don't. Hello, <laughs> but once again, <laughs> that's terrible. I'm a bad person. You should not encourage that. <laughs> but yeah, but you, but you're, but you're you're exactly right. So like, my first choice is Elizabeth Warren. But if not okay. Warren, then I'm gonna have to go with Biden. And and that go, and I know I had made a note when we were talking about the way that black people vote and the reason why we weren't like on the Kamala Harris and Cory Booker um wagon. I mm-hmm. had to say this. We look at electability in a whole different way than white people because we have never had the privilege of being able to vote for people who look like us. So like everybody thinks that mm-hmm. Pete or Amy or whoever is viable because I'm looking at at Kamala and Cora, like, do you white folks have to vote, vote for y'all black asses? So I'm not going to waste my vote with y'all. I'm going to go where I know we can get some white people to vote. So, you know, and, and that's and that's because of the way that this country was formed. It's because of racism. It's because of the structural problems. But especially older black people. Like, older people, and I, and I consider myself an older black people now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 53 at the end of this month. But Oh, you don't look. At, you don't look at the day over fifty one. I know, right? I, you know, that's what happened when you uh, eat um, bone marrow from fetuses every day. But you know, um, <laughs> but but seriously, like they 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 look at like can this person win? And like and I and mm-hmm. I have to say when when Obama first came out, I was I guess I was the old people back then too because I'm like I don't know if this mm-hmm. person gonna be able to win. So I'm gonna go with what I know will work, and I think that's the reason why Kamala. And Corey didn't get a whole lot of shine, even though they had won statewide elections, which means that they were senators. You know that just didn't have enough pull. Um, and again, with Stacey and 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 Andrew Gillum almost becoming the the, the governors of Florida, in 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 Georgia. Georgia. Let's let's look at this. Let's analyze this. You got Kamala Harris from Yippee Yippee Yay Yay California, and you got. Uh, Cory Booker from Jersey, and then you get this little black girl from racist fucking ass Georgia, and his inbred cousin mm-hmm. Florida, and they almost became the governors. Who got the most? Who got the most pool? So you know that's, that's what that's what we're looking at. That that that's the difference, and that, and that is that is the difference. The interesting thing about you know we go back to Cory Gardner, and and I know you don't like Cory, but Cory Booker. Thing. I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah, Corey, Corey Gardner is a disgusting well, Republican. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I apologize. <laughs> uh, that was an insult to Cory Booker. My fault. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. I, I won't do it again. I was just going to say, Cory Booker, you realize, I mean, here's the thing. Here's why white people did not uh, vote for Cory Booker. The man's already dating Rosario Dawson. Beard. He got enough on his plate. Beard. He, he has won already. Beard. He has, <laughs> he has won already. Beard. See how long that'll get after this. See how long that'll get after this. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, my my wife will hear that and I'll hear about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. He is he's on my team. I'm sure he is. He just got this woman because hey, he just came out and said he was gay. He might be able to knock out Buddha Judge. I got a black man and a gay man. Let's vote for him. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> that brother's gay. Oh, let's let's track back to Booty Judge here real quick. Okay. Everybody in the Democrat primary who has a shot at winning had a a 
master's, a doctorate, a you know what I mean? Had had been to law school. And then you got Pete over there who you know, he has an undergrad what from Harvard or Yale, one of the two. Yeah. But but that's it. He's got he's got four year degree. I mean, these are people who are used to putting in actual real work but, on but that, but that's what white privilege looks that's what white privilege looks like when it's placed against gayness. That that's now that's that, true. That's what that looks that's what white privilege looks like when it's placed against gayness. You know, the interesting thing too is, and I say this in in some ways, it's very brave for uh, Pete Buttigieg to be out, Agreed, of course, and running for for president because he could have passed. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, he could nobody, have nobody yeah, would have. Yep, he, he, he could have got by. Yeah, he could have got by, but it would have so, came out. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of him sucking a dick somewhere around here that we ain't seen yet. But when they come out, it's gonna go. Anyway, that's inappropriate. I'm about to go on break. <laughs> I was gonna say if he if he wins the nomination, that picture or video will come out. Oh, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. Let's just mm-hmm. hope that he was with the other sanctimonious gays because you know <laughs> he's that's he's a sanctimonious motherfucker. But anyway, look, we're gonna go on this break. Well, dick. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I like dick. I just don't like to look at it. I don't like the. <laughs> Okay, we're going to break. Goodbye. <laughs> Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livewell PrEP Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Livewell PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcpm.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. All right, so we are back. Uh, again, you guys are the best for listening to this bullshit that we do every week. Uh, Bobby, tell us a little bit about some of your writing because you just uh, finished the book, right? Yes, I just finished a draft of a novel called Magic City Blues, which is about a uh, a basically a thug in Birmingham who uh, gets hired to protect the daughter of a criminal kingpin in the city. And uh, hijinks ensue from there. What what it's era full is of all the, uh, Modern. Okay. So it is uh, it is full of sex and violence. If you you know like that kind of thing, yeah. it doesn't look the opposite. Sex and violence. <laughs> sex and violins. Yes, that's sex right. <laughs> but like like any good band. Um, and I just told a short story to a uh, a magazine called the Dark City uh, Crime and Mystery Magazine based out of Spokane, Washington. Hmm, okay. So, uh, which is, you know, just a, a highlight for me. They do kind of, I, I tend to write kinds of uh, gritty and uh, realistic and uh, bleak stories. Well, cool. I got so a manuscript I might want you to look at. And feel free. Yeah, I'm you not. know, you know my email, or you should. Oh yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. I know where you are. All right, so look, so this is oh. this is our last segment, and hopefully we will restrain ourselves, not like that last thirty minute segment that we did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about this whole impeachment, um, and I don't know what flow I want to take. Like, tell me your thoughts about it, just your 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 empirical thoughts about what what is going on or what's happening. All right, so I I essentially break out into my Cat Williams impression about the impeachment. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> this motherfucker right here. This motherfucker right here. Here's the thing. The 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 latest. Uh, I saw Marco Rubio tweet about this earlier today. Uh, you know, just because he did something that rises to the level of impeachment doesn't mean that he needs to be removed from office. Motherfucker, yes, it does. <laughs> the Republicans, the the Democrats have proven their case. Just period, point blank. The the cat was out of the bag when Donald Trump went on national fucking TV and said, "Oh, I think China should investigate the Bidens." I think yeah. I mean, this guy is asking people to interfere and damage a political opponent for his own uh, for his own Which good. Which is fucking and illegal. Like, you cannot do yeah. that. It, it is completely illegal. And you got 50, what, 51, 54 senators now who are just going to be like, oh, no, we're all good. It's okay. So my, my thing is, if you don't convict him and remove him, you're giving him a green light. You're saying, yeah, this is basically a monarchy now. You, you do what you want. We can't stop you. I, 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 so, have you, have you read or seen The Handmaid's Tale? I have. Both, or which one have you done? No, I, I have, I have, I have uh, read it. I have not seen it. So, the, the first season of The Handmaid's Tale is pretty much the book. Like, literally, from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. they tell the story that's written in the book. There are a couple things mm-hmm. that uh, that I find interesting about that. Look at me sounding like a literary person. When 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 Margaret Atwood... Who are you and what have you done with Tony? Huh? <laughs> I said, who are you and what have you done with Tony? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, so, when Margaret Atwood wrote that book in, I want to say, 1985... She said that she wrote it mm-hmm. as some type of fantastical, uh, ap- apocalyptic, you know, nonsense that would never happen. And that helpful was like, mm-hmm. shit, I woke up in 2006, like, oh, shit, 2016, like, oh, shit, here we are. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you remember from the book, the uh, the people who took over and made the country Gilead, they, they, they mm-hmm. assassinated the president. They slaughtered Congress and they blew up the Supreme Court. All of that stuff has happened metaphorically when you look at where we are right now as a government. You know, Mm -hmm. they're constantly packing the court with unqualified judges, which I just don't understand. And old turkey neck, turtle face ass Mitch McConnell, it, it, it really pained me when someone asked him, you know, if President Trump wants to uh, elect, wants to uh, nominate a Supreme Court justice during his final year, would you do it? He kind of smirked, and it was the most evil mm. bullshit that I'd ever yeah, seen. That, his exact quote, his exact quote was, "Oh, we we can get him confirmed." Yeah. Uh, and I, oh man, I I'm tired of these motherfuckers. Number one. I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. There should be, at at base, some sense of fair play. At least. Some sense of, some sense of this is a line we should not and cannot cross, just for the good of the fucking country. Right. right. And, and there is no line that these people will not cross. 
I, I firmly believe that. I, I don't. And, and let me tell you that that bothered. I know we talked about the impeachment, but this is really part of the impeachment because that has really bothered me. You know, and there are a lot of other things that bother me. You know, for them to say that they're the law and order party, for them to say that they are the party of God and country, like you're not doing any of the fucking bullshit that you say that you're doing. Y'all might as well sit around and drink and fuck each other's wives as far as this is concerned if this is the way that you're going to live. Like, and, it, and, it, and you're right. It's it almost like they have no bounds. There is no road that's a, that's a bridge too far. And, and I don't, I understand it. And I think we all understand it. And I think it's just hard for us to admit that we're we're fucking fucked up as a country. Like we, if this is where we, if this is where we land, we are really, really, really fucked up as a country. And and it's almost as if we don't even care. Like I know I'm a fucked up oh, individual, yeah. and we just don't care anymore. The thing is, Republicans are law and order when it comes to black people. When it comes to brown people. Yep. When it comes to putting a person of color into a jail cell and saying, okay, you have to come up with uh, $50,000 in bail to get just get out of jail and await your trial. Right. When, I mean, that is when they are pro quote unquote law and order. When it comes time to send a child overseas in pursuit of money for their friends or their political party or for their own personal gain, that's when they're law and order. Hey, support those groups. They're out there making us rich. You know, they are. When the Democrats have turned and the Democrats are like, hey, motherfuckers, what about all this shit you're supposed to believe? Where's this law and order bullshit? Right? Yeah. When when that happens, when you got the hippie, when you get the ex hippies, and you got the country granola people, and you got the, the Green Party, you, you got these motherfuckers going. You know these people who have never seen a police officer they like in their lives. You know what, I'm but what about law and order, motherfucker? Exactly. What I would like one order of that law thing. You know, just to see if it works both ways, right? But that's what it is. It is, uh, you know, law and order for you. Let me do what I want. So we can agree that this Whatever has its roots in racism. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you think about what the Second Amendment says, all right? You know, why we – and I don't remember, and I, and I apologize if you were the person that taught me this. I don't think you are. But you know why we have a Second Amendment. Um, we have a second I know, amendment. I know the reason we're supposed to, but that's not the reason why we have it now. The the reason we have a second amendment is was to prevent slave uprisings. Now, to see, that has black never people been... from rising. Now you to, know what? To keep black people from rising up and killing killing the white folks that they quote unquote worked for that they slaved for. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's, <laughs> that sounds about right. That's what. That's what the fucking militias were for. People who want their who want to keep their guns, and I say this, and I'm a gun owner, so if that makes me a hypocrite, I will own that. I do. I do own guns. Um. So if you're looking to come to my house, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be careful. You be careful. Uh, 
I'm a white guy. They won't throw me in jail. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> they won't throw you in jail. That was wrong. It's the you truth, though. It is the truth. You just edit that one out. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but, no, but it's, but it's the truth. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. But, you know, so that, so you, I, so I know that the proliferation of jails and police happened after slavery was was ended. And I know that there were mm-hmm. even more guns purchased once slavery was ended because I don't know if you saw my post. I made this post this morning. I got it from someone. And it was just, it was just, it it spoke to me in so many different ways. I don't have my glasses on. But it said, I was really active on Facebook this morning. Um, where is it? It was a Twitter. Where the heck is it? I'm gonna have to have to find it, but pretty much it said that, uh, you know, it, black people didn't build this country because of the goodness of our hearts. It's the goodness of no, our I hearts that, that, yeah. that stops us from burning this motherfucker down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, you 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 can't get no more no truer than that, you know. And mm-hmm. I, but also, I think that that feel that that fuels some of the racism. Some of the racist shit that happens. I did a podcast when I talked about it. Actually, was a podcast I think when I was uh, when I talked about Pete Buttigieg because it was like the problem with Mayor Pete and then the lies with the census. So like we all keep hearing the things that in 2050 white people are no longer going to be a majority in the in the in the in the country, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. They're still going to be the majority. They're just not going to be a super majority. And I think hearing that scares the fuck out of old white men because they're thinking, ooh, if them motherfuckers get in the majority, they're going to do to us what we did to them. And I think that's fueling mm-hmm. a lot of the foolishness and bullshit that we see, especially as it pertains to this fucking impeachment. Like, like mm-hmm. they, they, you cannot tell me that these folks don't know that Donald Trump is the, is the living, breathing piece of shit. But the only reason why they won't do anything, I think there are two reasons now, and I think another one's going to come out. One is that he's carrying out their racist fucking agenda. He's carrying it out without Mm -hmm. even breathing good. The other thing Mm -hmm. is, I think a lot of these people who we thought had sense, like Mother Graham Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and some of these other people, I think they were on the take as well. I think Lev Parnas, if they don't kill his ass, I think he is going to let all of the cats out the bag and it's going to look like a 90-year-old white lesbian house who ain't never had a friend because it's going to be cats running all around this motherfucker. You you remember I mean, you remember do you remember um the thing with Pete Sessions in from Texas? Yeah. Yeah. He got caught up with Lev, Lev Parnas. He that, that's why he's not uh-huh. because it was some campaign um violations that that made him sit his ass yeah. down. I think that Mother Lindsey Graham, I think uh, 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 Mas- Moscow Mitch, I-, I think all of these people now who are sucking Donald Trump's dick the way that they are, I think they all are on the hook for some. Devin Nunez, like he don't even speak. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker swallows. Like he- they are all, I think they all, and it's going to come out. It's amazing. I'm, I'm surprised they had put Devin Nunez in jail because that motherfucker is just dirty as fuck. Oh, he absolutely is. Here's the thing. You call Lindsey Graham mother, mother Lindsey. <laughs> now, okay, hold on. First of all, who does he think he's fooling? Number one. No, the but I, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100% honest with you. 
I do not believe Lindsey Graham is gay. Okay. I don't think I don't think he has enough soul to be gay. <laughs> I, I think I I think if anything he is asexual. Oh, that's even worse. Uh, that'd explain a lot, wouldn't it? It would. It, it, oh, yeah, because that's how come he's uh, mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one. You know, he's the one. He's the one old white guy in Washington. That, uh, but he's never been married. He's successful as hell. We've never seen him associated with a woman. I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, nope. it, it don't take but rocket you, science. Never, you, you've never seen him associated with a man either. And you would think at this point that it would come out, you know? But Lindsey Graham said something that I thought was absolutely 100% true, and it is coming true today. Back in the in the uh, run-up to the 2016 election when he said, if, if we elect Donald Trump, it will destroy us, and we will deserve it. Where is that, Lindsey Graham? Was the last, it was the last true thing he said. Where is I that, Lindsey they, Graham? <laughs> Where is he? Look, I am I am I am like a deer with no eyes and no genitalia. I got no fucking eyes deer. <laughs> no fucking eyes deer. But where is no where, where is he? Like where is he? Where is the guy who had a spine? I have no idea. John McCain died and took it with him. I guess he did. I mean, I know he is probably turning over in his grave. Like it's like what the fuck have we done? But you know, but then you got people you like. Could, go ahead. You could you could disagree with John McCain on a lot of stuff, and I do. You cannot disagree with his patriotism. Not at you cannot all. disagree with his with his love of country. Not at now, all. And, and I had this I had this discussion with somebody the other day. Um, patriotism takes many forms. Patriotism might be former Alabama running back. Glenn Coffey giving up uh, an NFL career and enlisting in the Army to go overseas. That happened. Patriotism also looks like Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Both men willing to pay a price for their country to be what it's supposed to be. What it's supposed to be. You know, we get a lot of promise in this country. We make a lot of promises. We got a lot of high ideals. We don't live up to them. The good people in this country are the people who go, you see those ideals, you see where they are, that's what we need to live up to. That's where the climb goes. That's where we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to be. Right now, we aren't those people. We are not who and what we're supposed to be. We are not the shining beacon on a hill. And maybe we never were. Then that's that. a that's a truth. That, I mean, that, that that is a truth that we have to look at. We hadn't been a shining beacon on a hill for black people for two hundred and forty years. Yeah, almost. Yeah. You know, we have not been that for a lot of people, for homosexual people, for uh, for I'm, women. Sorry, I threw out a big word. For women, gay people. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, for for women. When you think about the fact that, and I'm going to throw some some great racism-based stuff here at you. When you think about this, white women got the vote in 1920. Mm-hmm. 
it was another, what, 30 years before black women really got the vote all over the country. And another 30 years before black people in general really got, when you think about the Voting Rights Act, because even though it was okay. legal, we still didn't have the right to vote. And right now they're doing things to keep oh, yeah. us voting now. Oh, I mean, here in Alabama, you got fucking precincts shut down. You got to drive across. Think about the people in the Black Belt, which is, you know, a largely African American swath in mm-hmm. the middle of the state, right? Mm-hmm. And among the poorest uh, areas of, of a of an incredibly poor state, all right. And some of those people will fucking crawl over broken glass to go vote. And Republicans in this state are doing everything they can to stop them from doing that. Bobby, let me ask you this, and I, and I don't want you to speak on behalf of all white people because uh, you're one of the good ones. But when you think about people like you know, possibly, and I'm saying that they aren't good, but when you think about people who you know are like racist, say you grew up in a racist home, like think about people who think the way your dad and maybe your grandfather thought. Mm-hmm. Do you think? And I don't know if you, are your parents still living. Yes. Okay. How do they? How does your dad feel about Donald Trump? And the reason why I'm asking, I have a I have a really good friend. Uh, <clears throat> she's an older white woman named Andrea, and she lives in um, and she lives in Indiana. As a matter of fact, she lives in Fort Wayne. Uh, she is like a a dyed in the wool blue heart Democrat. Her husband is a Republican. She has a sister mm-hmm. who is like richer than God. Who lives in Chicago, and and her sister, uh, like they just got money. Like they got like one year, this woman bought me a card for Christmas that said she had donated a goat to this African village in my name. Like that's how much, that's the kind of money that she has, and that's how she thinks about things. So she's also a very very liberal minded uh, Democrat, and her husband is mm-hmm. a Republican. So we were having these mm-hmm. conversations now because they'll call me and ask me my thought processes about certain things. And uh, one day I asked them, I'm like, but I want to find out something. Talk to your husbands. Because neither neither one of their husbands do I feel are racist. And I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that those women would marry men who they knew were racist. So I was well, like, I was like, talk to your husbands, and I want y'all to find out, is there anything that Donald Trump could do to dissuade them from voting for him? And mm-hmm. Andrew called me back a couple of days later, like, Tom, and she has this really Midwestern accent. It's just like, you know, they said there's nothing he can do. Mm-hmm. They have drunk the Kool-Aid, if you will. Bobby, that's a um, that's, that's a different that's a different level of, of of acceptance. That's a different level of logic. That there's literally it, it, no, there's no there's no logic to it. There there is no logic to it. It's it's cult symbol. It's a, I can't even talk now. Make me sound good on this. It is a symptom of a cult. Mm. When there is nothing that someone could do to dissuade you politically from supporting them. I mean, come on. Um, but to, to kind of get to your point, and I and, and I I won't speak for all white folks. <laughs> I will but I mean I'm big enough to speak for a couple of them. So <laughs> <laughs> folks, 
a y'all y'all won't know this, but that was a fat joke. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. My dad uh, is a big believer in Donald Trump. My dad's on a fixed income, gets uh, retirement from the U.S. government, gets Social Security, and gets his uh, groceries at a discount from the Army commissary because he's a veteran. He gets his uh, prescriptions at a discount from the Army hospital pharmacy because he's a veteran. Uh, my mom gets retirement from civil service and from uh, and gets you know a check from Social Security, right? right? Both benefiting a great deal from socialism. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I mean, look, I know when they paid off their house, they both benefited a lot from socialism. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the, the thing is, they don't see that. There's a blind spot there, and I don't know what it is. Um, when when I talk with my parents about this, my, my mom has said to me, I don't know who put these liberal notions in your head. And she looks at my wife when she says it. She believes Mr. Then, you Mr. Know baby my wife. Wife, baby. She, she don't want to mess with Miss Misty, baby. That's what she don't want. No, no. Misty has to put up with me. Misty's got a, a range to come back. <laughs> right. That ain't you what know? you want, sis. Misty, Misty will fight. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I told my, my parents. Because it's the blind spot. It's the cult part. All right? I said, I don't know where I got these liberal ideas about fair play. About helping people poorer than me. About helping people who don't have the same chance as me. I don't know where I got the idea that if I got it good or if I can pave the way for somebody else or give somebody else a hand up, that I should do it. It's almost like somebody raised me and raised me right, and I don't know what happened to those people. You know, 100%. So, so, so now, once I said that, we don't talk about politics anymore. <laughs> at the Matthews House in Enterprise, Alabama. Because <laughs> it tends to get a little chippy. But I'm, I'm, but, I, but I'm sure you were raised in church with all of the Beatitudes and all that other bullshit that they spout. But oh, that's, that's, not the, that's not the belief that, that's not the Jesus people believe in down here. The people down here believe in Jesus who uh, carried an AK-47 you know, or at least an AR-15. At least. You know, I mean, they respected. they believe in the Jesus. Yeah, they believe in the Jesus who is like, I can't heal you today. You're not in my HMO. Mm. Go get some insurance and come back. You know, they they don't believe in a Jesus who fed the hungry. Here's the thing that the and I say this and I don't I don't preach a whole lot. I leave that to guys like Dave and you. But <laughs> at, my thing is this. If you call yourself a red-letter Christian, read the fucking letters right. and read the stuff that happened around them. Read the fact that Jesus basically left no man behind. Right. It was a Sabbath. He didn't care about not healing somebody. You know, he didn't. He didn't care about that fucking. You're like, Fuck your rules. <laughs> this man needs uh -huh. help. 
so exactly. I mean, Jesus, what? Hey, you hungry? Listen, I got I got some fish and some bread over here. This kid's got. We'll we'll deal. It'll be all right. And you know, somebody's going to hear that and be like, that guy is just. They'll be all he's right. Putting Jesus words. I mean, he that's just not right. I think Jesus cussed. I'm pretty sure we make him cuss on a but, daily basis. But I, I mean. Jesus was fully human, right? That's that's the that's the rumor, yeah. right? He was he was fully God and fully human. Yeah. So he had, you know, I mean, I I have to believe that when he threw the uh, the money lenders out of the temple. Oh yeah, turned over, turned over the tables. There was there was some cussing. Yeah, I'm there was sure some there cussing. Was. You motherfuckers gonna get out of here with this bullshit? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, so, I, I, I think you're right though. I think you're right. I mean, if you if you look at what we have in this country, we don't have Christianity as a religion in a lot of ways. We have Christianity as a business. Mm, yes. We got to keep people coming through them doors. We got to keep the lights on. We got programs to run. Yeah. We got bills to pay. We got salaries to, you know. Um, the word. We got bills. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. We can't be doing none of this Christianity stuff. We got bills to pay. <laughs> we got bills to pay. You and your honk ass children. Got, get out of here. I know, right? I got my brand new Dodge Durango out in the parking lot. Yeah. I got three payments left on it. We can do some Jesus after that one's paid off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that that legitimately and, and it's one of uh and I I will I will plug uh Dave Barnhart because Dave I, I will say, uh I probably couldn't go to church with uh with a pastor if it wasn't for Dave because I would be in their ear the whole time going, Hey, uh, how much of, uh, how much of that pays your salary? How much of that offering plate, uh, how much of that offering plate goes to, uh, to help somebody, you know, over, over in the West end of Birmingham. Yeah. How much of that goes to help somebody in Ansley or Brighton or midfield? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where, Life's hard, you know. How much? How much of that goes to uh, programs for people who are HIV positive? Yeah. How much of that goes just to feed a fucking hungry person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not I mean, a lot, because they Jesus ain't having it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're supposed to know somebody about the fruit they produce, right? Yeah. Well, if the fruit you produce is hey. I got this second, second or third car. I got this uh, small plane. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, but that's the thing. We we have wrapped up Jesus in the flag, right? Jesus wasn't American, right? Damn sure was. Jesus was Jesus was a Palestinian Jew. He wasn't even Christian. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He technically, wasn't even Christian. That's right. Hey, here's the thing. Yeah, I got I got so many people mad at me about this when I told them, you know, you don't believe in Jesus. You wouldn't even let Jesus in this country right now. They would not. They absolutely would not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a this is a Middle Eastern Palestinian Jewish religious radical. Yeah. Who advocates for the overthrow of the fucking government. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't let him in the country. Not at all. He would be banned on every list. Right? So, but hey, 
I'd elect that guy. I would too. <laughs> I I would, he's guy. all right with me. Well, Bobby, <laughs> listen, this has been great, man. Look, you're going to have to come over to the Heat Hut Trio one day and let's just do this live. Um, th- okay. But uh, thank you so much for answering my call. Uh, if y'all have any questions or any comments about this podcast, please, please be sure to you know put them on on our Facebook page. Um, man, this is this is great. You know, I you know I you know I I love you. I love your wife. I love your kids. Um, and we oh, thank you, bro. We have got to figure out a way to spend more time together. But this has been absolutely, absolutely. awesome. Hey, I love you too, man. You 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 and the, you know you and your body, y'all all right. <laughs> you my body. <laughs> Listen, you you lie to your friends and I'll lie to mine. There Let's you go. <laughs> but hey, uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I hope uh, I hope I said some good stuff. Oh, you you, you had some great stuff. Listen, but we will um, we're gonna go ahead and sign off. But um, yeah, we're gonna look at doing this again. Uh, maybe get you in with a, another panel that I plan on doing. But uh, again, thank y'all for listening, okay. and um, we are out of here. All right, man.